Hey, welcome to the Art of Successful Living. My name is Joanne Williams. This podcast is all about learning how to overcome personal difficulties, make better choices, and cultivate a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining in today as we continue the Holy Spirit, His fruit, His guidance, His power. Yes, praise God, we are still talking about the Holy Spirit. Our lesson today is coming from Acts chapter 2, verse 33, and it reads, Being therefore by the right hand of God, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he hath poured forth this, which ye see and hear. Again, That's Acts chapter 2, verse 33. The apostle Peter is speaking, and he's telling the crowd, the people that have gathered around, that God gave Jesus the authority to send the Holy Spirit, and the results are what you are seeing and hearing. What we need to remember is that which began at Pentecost is abiding. There can be no new Pentecost. Pentecost was the occasion when the Spirit of God came to create and abide with the body of Christ, the church of God, and he has never been withdrawn. The place of our assembly is as full of the presence and power of that same Holy Spirit of God as was in the upper room at Jerusalem. Can you believe that? We might not hear the sound of a rushing mighty wind, but the spirit is moving. From the father through the son into the lives of believing men and women and still is that selfsame spirit poured out upon all God's sons and daughters. What is this? present failure then what's the problem we have today how is it that we are not conscious of the same experience first there were experiences on the day of Pentecost that was not intended to abide things that were necessary at the moment we don't need to ask for the sound of the rushing mighty wind We don't need to seek fire upon our heads as we assemble together. But we do ask for the power itself. To know this power, the power of God, the power of his Holy Spirit, there are some things we need to be aware of. We need to be aware of the fact that the first symbol of the Christian church was the tongue of fire. The first experience of the outpoured spirit was fullness of life and fullness of joy. This fullness of life and joy was expressed in that strange manifestation in which men in various tongues praised God. The tongue was not only a gift enabling men to preach or prophesy, but it was also a gift for praise. There it is. The first function of the Christian church is that of praise. 
The first function of the Christian priesthood is adoration, which is a sign of devotion to and worship of Jesus Christ. When folks show up, and don't have a genuine praise in their heart. They just going through the motions. Baby, you missed it. I feel, I feel like praising him. I feel, I feel like praising him. Praise him in the morning. Praise him all day long. Because I feel I feel like praising him. If you don't want to praise him, don't hinder me. If you don't want to praise him, don't hinder me. Because I'm going to praise him in the morning. Praise him all day long. Because I feel, I feel like praising him i feel i feel like praising him we must offer up thanksgiving and praise we shouldn't need a fourth thursday in the month of november to give god praise to give god thanks we should need turkey and dressing and a family dinner to give god praise that ought to be first and foremost front and center 24-7 all the time in season and out of season my mama say you praise him when you feel like it and when you don't when the spirit of life fell on these men and women their eyes were open and they saw as they had never seen and understood as they had never understood things concerning christ and concerning god and the multitudes listening heard them in their own tongues showing forth the mighty works of God. They had become a company of priests offering praise. In fullness of life was fullness of joy. And out of that came the words which magnified the name of God and sounded his praise abroad. Acts chapter 2 verse 47. The first impression this church produced on the city was that they were unable to explain it. The people couldn't explain it. The city was arrested. Y'all, it wasn't by a preacher, but by a spirit filled church. That church, as it is now, manifesting the fullness of its life in great joy and in praise, created the opportunity for the Christian preacher to proclaim the gospel. Praise and worship is important. It sets the, the atmosphere so that the word can go forth. The first activity in the power of the spirit on behalf of men outside the company of saints was that of Peter's discourse. The people said, they were, they were like, wait a minute, what's going on? What meaneth this? Peter replied, be this known unto you and give ear unto my words. And then he proceeded to give them a detailed explanation. And the central declaration was, this is that. This is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. 
The city said, what meaneth this? Peter replied, quoting from the prophecy of Joel, and having declared that signs which they saw in the circumstances in the midst of which they found themselves were in fulfillment of that prophecy. Peter told the men of Israel the story of Jesus. He told them Jesus of Nazareth is Lord. Secondly, he declared the witness of the miracles that he had done and that he was a man approved of God among men and women. A man that demonstrated that a man that God demonstrated by mighty works and wonders and signs. In other words, God was able, uh, Jesus Christ was able to demonstrate the mighty works of God by signs and miracles and wonders. Not which he wrought or did, but but which God did by him in the midst of you is what Peter was saying. He went on to preach or proclaim the rest of the story. Now, I'm not going to go into all of it, but you go and read for yourself. Acts chapter two. The apostle has stated. Um, all that these men knew of Jesus of Nazareth. He told him everything that, you know, that they already knew that he was a man who had uh, demonstrated among them uh, the works of God by miracles, signs and wonders. He also let them know he was a man whom they crucified. But the men who had gathered, they didn't know much more than that. But the apostle Paul, Peter, not Paul, Peter, had more to say. He, he was letting them know that they thought that they had ended Jesus' career. But God raised him from the dead and they let and Peter let them know he was seated at the right hand of the father, exalted. And in addition to that, he received the, the promise of the father, which was the promise of the Holy Ghost. And he poured it out. Peter made the declaration that the Lord had received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost. Thus, the Spirit on the day of Pentecost came to these men in answer to the prayer of Jesus. Not in answer to their praying, not even in answer to their obedience, but absolutely in answer to the request in heavenly places of Christ himself, the one whose wounds tell the story. If we have received the spirit, we have received it from the father through his son. If we who name his name are receiving his spirit, we are receiving the spirit through the son, not in answer to our praying, not as a reward for some sacrifice we are making. We are receiving it because of Jesus Christ. This Pentecostal gift of the Spirit, making men and women one with the Lord, indwelling them, indwelling us, so that the very life of the Lord is dominant within within them back in that day and with us in this day expressing the power of the Lord through them is an answer 
to the prayer of the Lord and the result of what he did. What then is the church in the world considering as a whole? It's God's institution of praise. God's institution of prayer and God's institution of prophecy. The whole body of Christ is, first of all, an institute created to praise God. Oh, did you get that? We were created to praise God. We are an elect race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that we may show forth the praises or the excellencies of him who called you and me out of darkness into his marvelous light. The church exists to utter his praise and to make God known to men who know him not. Our first business is that of praising God with our lips and with the life in and even with the actual songs that we sing. On that first Pentecostal, I shouldn't say Pentecostal, on that first Pentecost, God created for himself by the coming of the Spirit through Christ, a people for his own praise and glory, a kingdom of priests that we might offer to him sacrifices of praise and thanksgiving. The first function of the church is that she should be to the praise of God. Second, on the day of Pentecost, God created in the world a great institute of prayer for the function of the priesthood. It's not only Eucharistic, it is intercessory. By the coming of the Spirit, he created a people able to pray. We all have a connection with that Spirit, with the Spirit of God. We are able to get a prayer through. This is what the apostle meant in that Roman letter when he spoke of creation groaning and travailing in, in its pain. And he spoke of the church in the midst of the groaning of creation. The groaning and travailing together with creation in pain. And then he says, at last declare the spirit, make it intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. The church was created for prayer. The church was created to talk to God, to come to the throne of grace, to receive help in time of need, not just for ourselves, but in behalf of others as well. The church was not just created for praise and for prayer, but also for prophecy. As with lip and life, the saints praise. So by lip and life, the saints should preach. I said the saints should preach. I said the saints should preach as you and me, brother and sister. The Spirit came uniting these men to the Lord. The risen Lord on the day of Pentecost enabled these men. They weren't learned men. They were fishermen. And he enabled these men to speak. And they were able to reveal the glory of the Lord. They proclaimed the glory of God and the power of his gospel. 
Having said all of this, what is the influence we exert? On which side are we on? Are we in true fellowship with God? Are we telling anybody about Jesus? Do we testify at all? The answer to that is the answer to the question whether or not we have the spirit of Christ. If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Have you made him known to others? Are we ministers who praise his name in lip and life? Do we know the secret of prayer that prevails in the midst for the world's agony? Are we proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ in words and in our works? That's something we ought to be thinking about. Something we need to ask ourselves. Are we ministers of praise? Are we praying about the situations going on all over the world? Are we proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ? In words and also in our works. If you have enjoyed this episode, give me a thumbs up. Also, click that notification button so you can be notified when the next podcast comes out. Until next time, be blessed.